How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? I'm upsetty spaghetti. Yeah? I had work, and then I had a doctor's appointment, and then I was like, after the doctor's appointment, I'm going to come home, go to the gym, eat, and then record the podcast. And the right. doctor's appointment is like, hey... What if we had you waiting for an hour and a half? And I'm like, that would be so cool. Thank you. Right, naturally. I can I can feel the animosity coming from me to my doctor by the time like he showed up. I mean, I know he had other patients and stuff, but like uh. the fuck. Um because I feel like I could actually go back to my previous eye doctor, get seen, and come back quicker. Right. And it's like a 45 minute drive. Yeah, I mean, an so, hour and a half is pretty ridiculous. Um, I don't think that should be acceptable pretty much anywhere. One nice thing I've seen on Google is, like, if you're looking at a place, it'll say, like, average wait time. Like, we got to get some blood work done pretty soon here. And it's just, like, the average wait time is, like, two minutes. And I interpret that as there is no wait time, right? Yeah. Um, but if I saw a place and it was an hour and a half, I would be considering my life choices. Yeah, it's. I gotta find somebody else. I think because they're usually just a slower office, and maybe they right. are understaffed. I don't know, but I mean, the, for the, me, the, it bugs the, me because I could be doing other things and not just sitting on my ass and just waiting. Well, I mean, it's a failure of their business at some capacity, right? Like, yeah, just to, to rail against small businesses for a bit, you know, just they're, they're not small, <laughs> not that small. But like, so if you say, hey, we want you to come in at this point, this time for an appointment, there's like maybe 15 minutes, you know, on the front or the back, maybe you show up early and they're like, hey, we can see you early. Awesome. Best outcome possible. Show up a little early and it still takes 10 minutes after the time, whatever within acceptable bounds but if it's an hour and a half off what that means is they don't know how to keep track of time or there's a problem that they're just not addressing in their scheduling process um like an hour and a half is a long time to be off so i will say like i was seen for certain things like the initial like you come in somebody checks your eyes between like two different things mm -hmm. like i'm fine with like hey, you have to burn 15, 20 minutes up front and then you get seen and you get moved to another room for another 15 minutes, right? Right, okay. Doctor's office, used to that, happens. But there was just that period afterwards where I'm just like, okay. And they're like, oh, we're going to move you into this room and then the doctor will be here shortly. And then mm -hmm. I have to wait another 25 minutes. And like, thankfully, I live very close. But like, I could have just gone home and you could have texted me, I want to come back yeah. Yeah. or anything. So... The next time I have that specific doctor, not that office, mm -hmm. but that specific doctor, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna come in like a half hour late and be like, "What's up?" Yeah. And well, if you're like, <laughs> "Why aren't you here?" I'll be like, "I mean, every time I've been here, like you haven't seen me at the time that you told me. So right. go fuck yourselves." Um, and if they have an issue with that, maybe I just do find a new doctor. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it's is... happened more than once, and it's it gets under my skin. Yeah, this is but the thank degradation you for validating of, me. of humanity. I was going to, yeah, I started validating you and then I was like, now maybe this is the wrong play because if you come in half an hour late and they still see you, then this does mean that the next person is screwed. And this is this is how it all falls apart. I, maybe I was the last person seen today. Okay, well, there's not a lot for that then. Um, 
I think I, for around that much waiting time, maybe it was slightly less. When I was getting work done on my car, they were like, do you have anybody here? Like anybody to take you back? Like there was some more stuff they needed to take care of, as is sometimes the case when you get your car in to be inspected. And they're like, hey, you're supposed to have two axles. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Um, and uh, they're like, well, if you're going to get this extra work done, it might take a bit longer. Do you want us to shuttle you home? And I was what? like, okay, sure. And so they did that. I like resumed working. I worked in stuff. And then they like, gave me a call up and they're like, uh, well, your car's ready. We'll send out the shuttle. <laughs> you can come back. And it was just like a lady in a van. Like that or SUV is what it was. And that, that, that was it. We just had a nice conversation. We talked about uh, uh, stickers on cars. And uh, yeah, it was like it was probably about that much time. So unless your eye doctor is offering you a shuttle <laughs> between these these steps then I, I think the experience is not as good as it could be yeah <clears throat> like we were talking just before the podcast about how i'm very i don't want to say the the term neurotic or controlling but mm-hmm. i don't like having variables that don't need to be there right so if i have like a schedule i'm like oh i'm meeting somebody for dinner what time six okay then i'll meet you at six Right. Now, it's fine if you're a little bit early or a little bit late, or if you're going to be even later, like, you let me know. Cool. If I'm sitting there, like, dick in hand until, like, seven, the mm-hmm. police have probably probably already been called because I'm there with yeah. my dick in my right. hand. You're at the eye doctor, yeah. And the one eye doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that joke track? Uh-huh. But, yeah, it just, it bugs me to no end when it's something that can be avoided or, worst case, just communicated. Right, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty reasonable baseline. If I go to a... I'm not done with this rant, apparently. If I go to a goddamn restaurant, right? And they're like, hey, wait to be with you shortly. Fine. I'll order a drink. I'll hang out. I'm not... Like, I'm out to be out, right? Right. I'm there to have my food needs catered to. I'm not cooking or doing these dishes. I'm out. I'm paying for the experience. Cool. It's fine if there are delays. If you never talk to me and nobody ever comes up to, like, take my food Uh order... Or you take the food order and then I don't see you for half an hour, we're going to have a fucking issue. Now, I'm not going to be mean and yell because I'm very non-confrontational, but mm-hmm. like... Wait, I can hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I refuse to do it to anybody's face. I just behind their back, I'm like, I'm never supporting that business uh, again. Because it's just like, w- what the fuck? Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just service, right? If somebody else does it better or there's an expectation that people should be doing it better, then, I mean, it's the vote with your wallet problem if you can. If, if you have the benefit of being able to pick some place that's going to value your time a little bit more. Because, um, I mean, at the very least, if, if there was an hour and a half wait, I would expect some rationale to be provided. Not just like, sorry, you took so long. That's 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 you. That's. It's not even baseline at that point, but like I left my cat in the oven, you know, anything like that, right? Like to just kind of explain or justify why it was taking so long. Maybe you're just like, sorry, the last patient, they have like so many issues going on and they just go into like HIPAA violation after HIPAA violation, kind of like justifying everything this other patient had going on. That would be fine. I'm here for that. But like, yeah. Uh, if, if it's nothing and you're just sitting there existing in a blank void, 
watching a soap opera maybe if you're lucky so then when not, they were talking about scheduling the next appointment they're like hey like is the af- like afternoon or morning I'm like usually probably afternoon so it doesn't collide with work as much and they're like how is like 1 30 and i was like well how long is the appointment and that kind of gave me this look like uh we don't know and i was like okay then it needs to be later mm-hmm. um and they're like oh okay it's 3 45 and i was like okay um and then the documented joke like oh but you should probably bring a book right and then I was like, oh, maybe I can just order in some food. Mm. So, like, the tension is there. Yes. Um, I think it is uh, understood that I am an, I am not happy with uh, uh-huh. how they do stuff. And, like, he comes in. He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I've been waiting for you. Let's fucking do this so I can leave. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The other doctor's oh, nicest by. And, like, if she's late, she's like, hey, sorry about that. Stuff's going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, right. you've given me the courtesy so I can give you courtesy. Yes. But otherwise, if I'm paying you money and for a service and there's issues with that, I might not be so, like, smiley and cheery. That's all. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I had a uh, the counterpoint to this is the last time I went to the dentist, I had to find a new dentist. I don't think I've told this episode on on, on the podcast, at least not for the March episode of TalkCast. And... So last time I went to the dentist, um, I had to find a new dentist and I was just like, you know, feeling stuff out, seeing how the process works. People seemed pretty, pretty energetic. It was a good office, things like that. I also like, so there's plenty of, there's plenty of things to dislike about being at the dentist, but dentists and dental assistants for the most part are just like the best people. Like, dental hygienists will yes. always be in my top category of people. Dentists, ah, depends. Yes. Dentists maybe can be hit or miss. But in this at this place, they were both freaking great. They're just like, oh, what do you want to watch on TV? And I'm just like, oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm not ready to answer that question. I don't know. Um, they're just like, oh, you know, we got, uh, what was it? Um, uh, MacGyver. There's like, uh, uh, I don't know, like, do you just have MacGyver? I'm like, yeah, there's a, t- there's a 24-7 MacGyver channel. And I'm just like... Okay, I guess I I wasn't sure what pivot TV television needed to take in order to stay relevant in this post-internet mm-hmm. era. 24-hour MacGyver is apparently what it's at. Um, and so we like talked about the episode and all this stuff. And, uh, and then the dentist showed up and he was the most friendly dentist I've ever seen. He's literally just like, hey, I mean, you can call me doctor first name uh, or just first name or whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to say I doctor. I like how you didn't dox their first name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, well, I guess that's fair. Um, but uh, I don't want to provide enough clues that someone somewhere can like form yeah. a triangle. <laughs> um, but uh, they're like, you can uh, like... If anything goes on, it's like, here's the follow-up, here's a referral. Uh, if, like, these meds aren't working, because I had to have, um, I had to have some, uh, what is, what's the term? The uh, antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, just go, like, call us up. He's like, it doesn't really matter if it's at night. Like, I'll, I'll pick up the phone. I'm just like, okay. Like, he's like, yeah, just my personal number. Here you go. <laughs> just call. And I'm like, I just showed up, right? <laughs> like, I... <laughs> um, this is a lot for a first visit, but it was like the most accommodating experience. Um, and that was different than your story. So I'm just saying it doesn't have to be that way. 
stop going to your eye doctor go to my dentist there you go <laughs> we need to drill out your eyes <laughs> okay <laughs> as long as they're friendly when they do it that's all that matters really make me pretty steinman uh-huh yeah yeah it's i think in general people are expecting just a baseline as far as whatever average they've had across various customer service interactions so that when it is lacking you're like you couldn't even do the fucking bare minimum and mm-hmm. when they go above and beyond at all you're like oh holy shit they actually give a shit and that's that's huge and you really remember that oh yeah mm-hmm. there is a did you ever go to the shawarma place with us uh i'm not sure would have been in allentown hmm. no the answer would be no oh, okay well we used to like go there after like some hikes or more so like when I lived closer to the area. But the food was amazing. It was like I think a family run with like maybe some other employees. But like the main guy who worked there I think was like in his uh, 30s maybe. But if he was very like a gung-ho, um, your current boss type of energy yeah, as far yeah. as like customer service. Uh, and it just it really showed and it like helped the experience because like even if the food for some reason did not taste good, I'd be like, oh, I enjoyed this person's um, demeanor so much that right. it, yeah. it made it a nice experience. Yeah. No, it makes a difference. It absolutely does. Um, that's it. I have nothing. I, I was like, do I have a combo off that? Can I, can I keep the conversation going to the 15-minute mark? No. I think 14 minutes is about as, as good as we can do on that one. Yeah, so I need a new eye doctor. So please let me know in the comments if you (laughs) have an eye doctor. (laughs) With no information of where I'm at, just think global. (laughs) Think global. Think global, but also they need to, you know, take my insurance. Rather, my insurance needs to be willing to pay that. There's a difference between the two. Yes, yes, yes. But sorry, I took so so long of a tirade. How are you doing? What's up? What have you been up to? I'm doing pretty well. There's stuff like we got to talk about at some point for news for for this month, for March. But we usually save that towards the end. Um, I feel like there's some stuff we should mention anyways. Just because there's going to be more between now and the end and we may even get more details for things. Okay. Um, What's on your mind? So, there was like a picture and some text that was posted for a game. And it's like the Elden Ring DLC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that um, was uh, something that happened recently. Mm-hmm. I am excited, one, that yeah. it is confirmed. I think everybody was under the assumption it would be. Yeah. Uh, and people were making some guesses like, what do you think will be in the Elder Ring DLC? Having uh-huh. literally no no information. Right. Um, it's Ronnie as a first-person shooter. He just... <laughs> Dude, I would... Anything Ronnie, I'm a simp for Ronnie. That's yeah, that's obvious. I mean, but but. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, but did you actually take a look at the picture and did you watch the Vadi? I did. I did. So I actually have seen almost nothing from Vadi since Elden Ring launched because I kind of just fell out of the ecosystem. I was like, ah. His, his previous video, whole, like it's 47 minutes, but like, holy shit. Yeah. Actually really good. Yeah. Um, not, not that any of his stuff was bad but like that was really engaging for me and mm-hmm. actually it ties to this a little bit but what are your current knee jerk reactions off of the tweet then 
Well, if I, you I haven't been. I, to finish that thought, I did see I did see Vadi's video on this one. Um, so uh, oh. <laughs> they're my undermining oh. argument. So I know that the previous video was about Mika, um, Mikula, Mikalash, host of the nightmare. Um, I want to say Michaela, and that's that's wrong. <laughs> Michaela Michaela's a white girl <laughs> from the suburbs. Mikula, <laughs> uh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, that was, that was the theory about who the person on the horse may be. Um, and what, like, as an aside, FromSoft really has a thing for like the androgynous is the wrong word, but like femboy male, femboy. Yeah. Femboy, um, (laughs) for femboy deity, (laughs) um, for like a long freaking time certain uh, tropes or things like that just continue to exist like uh-huh. Dark Sun Gwendolyn being an example of that Dark or Gwendolyn, yep. all of her games will have like oh do you want a massive dragon you're like yeah that'd be kind of cool mm-hmm. um, pretty consistent with that uh, there's like the I was an adventurer but I mean shit sucks so hmm right yeah and then you're like well i'm gonna keep dying and progressing in the game but i'll see you later and you'll be really pissed about something i did you're like see ya um having a lady who helps you level up etc etc yeah emerald herald from the most popular game in the series dark souls 2 actually Um, called green lady by the a certain ign guide oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) good (laughs) um but yeah i mean we have almost no details there's presumably either two trees or some corruption stuff going on with the tree and the dlc name is shadow over insmith or something i don't know uh, shadows of the earth tree i think wow I'm fucking throwing out the uh ah, I... who's the author who talks H. about H. lovecraft hp lovecraft yeah mm-hmm. which i mean also a tie-in through like bloodborne stuff but yeah shadow of the earth tree do you at least do you think it is a prequel or a sequel or an alternate. I mean, it's hard to say because the floor of the flow of time is convoluted in Lordran, as you know. Oh, it's um, oh, get the fuck. He's, <laughs> he's, for anybody who hasn't played these games, we've we've covered like four different FromSoft games in like one sentence now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I really don't know. I do kind of. I don't know. the The endings go in a bunch of different directions. Not spoiling anything particular for Elden Ring. Not that it would matter uh, for those who listen to our Elden Ring episode. I actually think that the endings are one of the weakest parts. It's it's yes. very much just like ah, I don't really care. The game is done. Okay. Yes. <laughs> There's like two endings that are interesting. There's Ronnie's ending, which I think is cool. Implications and all this stuff. Simp simp yeah pretty much simp sniper monkey um and there's frenzy flame mm-hmm. which is just super cool looking and yeah anyways i'm about to get to the spoilers again but it doesn't matter um there's not really a way to reconcile that as far as putting it into post game and i would think that uh so i'm gonna under i'm gonna undermine my own argument but in the past i would say FromSoft has done a lot of like just jab the dlc into the middle of the story um the time that i this is undermined is dark souls 3 actually where it was very much we're jabbing the dlc at the end of everything hold on now 
Hold yes. on now, Sir Jacob. Mm-hmm. As I put on my Dark Souls 3 glasses. So the first DLC, um, was that Ashes of Ariando? I think so, yes. Yeah. And the second Ring was City Ring was City. Was yeah. So the first part of it um, is actually at the church. Mm. You can You can get into the DLC at the church, which very much like... Let's say that's the first way you went to get the first Lord Soul. Right. Per- pretty early or very much in the midst of the game versus Ring and City, which was very much tacked on at the end. Yes. Although, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, even even the Ring City DLC, the reason it's tacked on at the end is because of time skip. It's yes. not even in the post game. Like, if you beat the game normally, it's not like you go on and do the DLC. True. Which is... Hmm. I didn't think about that. But yeah, so argument stands. Like, they do DLC in the middle. So people can talk about how they would reconcile potentially different endings and all of that leading into this. Easy answer. They don't. (laughs) What if they don't? So... I mean, for a lot of stuff that we've had, like a painted world, mm-hmm. um, I think community consensus from the you know three YouTube videos I've watched, not reading any comments or any forums or etc. The theory is that it's going to be a dream or recollection mm-hmm. of an earlier time before, like the Erd Tree came to such prominence, which is why they're showing a uh, young Mikola, mm-hmm. because when you see Mikola in game something's wrong but it's not like the young Mikola that's described throughout the entirety of the lore whereas Mm -hmm. on um torrent Mm -hmm. uh, which if you watch the vadi vidya vidya um torrent was previously Mikola's. yeah that's the theory heavily heavily believed to be for a number of reasons um so i think it's going to be going back to that interesting hmm. so we'll yeah, get to I, see an earlier time yeah i mean time travel is actually not just inject in the middle but literally dlc is time travel is also very popular in the dark souls space like the painted world is not literally time travel but it didn't need to be the whole point was just take you someplace else entirely yeah and then the second dlc uh, and definitely has aspects of time travel for the uh, finale, I would say. Um, the, the, understating it to the point where it's basically like false, <laughs> the way that I said it. Um, and going all the way back to um, Dark Souls 1, uh, what was the DLC name for that? I know Prepare to Die Edition is the one that baked it baked it in. Um crap i can't remember what would have been this stuff with artorius and uh manas yeah i have to look it up i was really hoping i could remember but i can't um, when i played it was baked in already so artorius of the abyss so you were definitely definitely very close and you had the operative name in there that one was also time travel <laughs> it was to find a golem kill the golem there's a girl in it now there's a portal. <laughs> Go through the portal. Okay, there's where the DLC happens. Be- become friends with a dog. That was that's. I mean, that's the that's the story of Dark Souls One, in summary. 
Um, so wouldn't surprise me if you're correct uh, on the take here. And I mean, this is one of like four or five of Vadi's theories. I think this one has a pretty good chance of being correct. Um, I'd I'd be fine if I was wrong entirely. Um, mm-hmm. But let's presume that I'm correct for all things going forward. What right. would you like to see out of a a time skip back? Interesting, right? Like, so they have to add new spells and miracles and stuff like that. Dark Souls one, right? Right, fair. All of the uh, Lucille, 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 one of those words. Uh, Mushroom Town. All the spells from that uh, that kingdom. Um. And so I'd expect something like that. Basically, like these would be the old world spells if it's going back in time. More stuff having to do with order. Um, and yeah, I guess I really don't know what the arc is. I almost wonder if this would be something that's like leading into the events of the base game, like a prequel leading into um, minor spoilers for Elden Ring, but like uh destined death and what if what if we kill what if we kill godwin that would make our characters even cooler than they already are at the end of the game real talk i would love to have a godwin fight at a point Mm. because holy fuck would that be awesome yeah but like post game (laughs) godwin (laughs) can you imagine if um they release this DLC and then they just add some voice lines where like all of these important characters are like you seem kind of familiar and then you go and you do the DLC time skip thing to go back in time and like close the loop and it's you and the assassins and the Knight of the Black Knives and that's the reason that everyone's like you seem familiar <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting that would be really good I think but do you think we'll actually encounter any of the I mean, obviously, besides Mikola being shown there, mm-hmm. uh, presumably they're a part of the story, maybe from like a narrative standpoint and just lore wise, not actually seen or interacted with. Yeah. But are there any characters you would like to see pre Elden Ring when we join? Huh. I mean, it like really depends. Pre Rot Radon. Right. Yeah, I think, man, this seems this seems more and more plausible that this is what they're going to play because there's there's again i have the entire body backlog to catch up on so maybe this is blatantly wrong but it seems like a lot of time passed between the shattering of the elden ring and when the player characters show up um, yeah to actually go through the world and i think that's the most likely place this would start it's just like somewhere around shattering a little bit post shattering see some some uncorrupted star scourge would be great um star scream i think his name is um and yeah i mean potentially you could see depending on when it happens maybe ronnie pre-doll pre-doll phase um who's to say again something something for ronnie the 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 tagline this is going to be the episode title at this point, actually. Just thought big, of that. Big simping. Simping for Ronnie. <laughs> uh, what but about yeah, you? There's... What are you looking forward to? 
I mean, I would love to see uh, deeper into the world by them showing some more stuff mm-hmm. pre everything that happened. Maybe we can get to see a certain uh, dragon lord with a third head. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. That might be too far back. But I would like to see more of the world fleshed out. Uh, but also, I would like to have actual Mikola content. Mm-hmm. So maybe we get to see more stuff about Halig Tree or Halig Tree coming to be or fighting Mikola or something. Um, but yeah, also, I almost... like, I want new <laughs> stuff too. I don't want them to be like, hey, here's what you know. Uh-huh. Here's what it was before. Like, I want some new stuff too that introduces questions, theories, concerns. You know what's going to happen is the intro is going to be a cutscene. Because this mm-hmm. is not generally how FromSoft does things, but the intro is a cutscene, and your character is just this hooded figure in an inn, and Moog is gonna walk in and be like, "I need you to retrieve a package," and that's gonna be the plot of the game. It's literally just getting Mikola, the whole thing. So it's the just whole, one whole long DLC. escort mission. <laughs> it's, yes, it's literally just retrieve this, person. abduct this person for me. Um, it's gonna have a stealth sequence where you have to not be seen by uh, Bladed Lazy, uh, Melania. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Bladed Mikola, of course. Um, you can't be seen <laughs> by her because you have to be able to fight her outside of the DLC. Uh, you got to sneak past, and the game has a stealth system. So there's evidence that my theory is correct here. Um, and then you just abduct the child, and you're out. Sounds, yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, it's as plausible as anything else, I think. I was gonna mention another possible pre boss or pre character, mm. uh, which would be the snake guy. Snake guy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Judge Dredd, no, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Red Manor, um, uh, Rickard, Rikard, uh, Captain Rikard, Lord Rikard, yeah, yeah. I immediately thought of the sword. I was like, the sword's really good for faith builds. Oh, right, right, right. That's not what we're looking for. Um, yeah, no, there's, there'd be a lot of potential for seeing people at like some stage of corruption. Um, now, the most interesting to me would be if it was the shattering, right? But I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be a little bit more tightly knit. No, I, <clears throat> I think part of the appeal is... The, like knowing there's like a deep lore and kind of having some questions about how specifically everything came to be mm-hmm. like for everything with um dear god i'm just full of brain farts tonight and normal farts mm. like as far as them being like empyreans and oh, having yeah, yeah. the same mother and father and them being the same person like mm-hmm how that plays out like i don't need to know all the specifics of that certain things to be a mystery and i like that yeah um i really just want new areas because mm-hmm. like they're designed for everything it's just mm. outside yeah. of consecrated snowfield which is largely huge and white yeah i mean i would just take the halo tree with not full of scarlet rot that's i'm fine with that <laughs> they can just put the entire game there and i'm fine the exact, exactly <laughs> the same but just no no nights yeah um 
Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like we're going to have to come back and see how correct or incorrect our theories were if we remember. But like a pre-collapse or in the process of collapsing realm would be big. Because like, I can't remember everywhere around the Halig tree, but there's so much potential in Elden Ring to be like, there was a branch and that entire branch was a land. And that land is gone in present day, but it wasn't gone back then, right? Like, there's so many ways they can do it. Yeah, like maybe there was some uh, submerged thing. But I mean, I guess it would need to be accessible then throughout the game to a mm-hmm. degree. But also, like, there is the idea of, like, we never really get to experience Ronnie's Great Rune, do we? Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. So Ronnie is a boss fight, is what you're saying. We're just going to break time. This conflicts with my simpingness. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sniper monkey. <laughs> but there are like a lot of places that they could go. Uh, I don't think there's any wrong answer as far as that was a bad choice for them to make. I mm-hmm. think whatever it is, I'm going to eat up the content and then be like, that was fun. I missed a lot of the important stuff and then watch videos for three years. But I'm just excited that it's going to happen. In the same way, like with Silk Song, I'm just waiting for it to happen so I can experience it. Yeah. And I'll just be along for the ride. And I don't think there was, um, there was no sort of announcement, right? Right. There was just, or like for a release date. No date. Just, hey, we are doing a DLC. Gotcha. I searched for it real quick and they said, uh, an article says, reported it will be after Armored Core 6, which doesn't really surprise much um but that would put it towards the end of the year potentially oh i'm gonna take back everything i said um it's gonna be a mecha based dlc ah okay gotcha gotcha this is this is their transitional piece they're gonna try to get people into the armored core series by like just adding a dlc that is a a a demo for their other game (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no, no, I'm, no, I'm anyways, excited to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same. I was thinking about it and I was like, man, I haven't really put that much time into Elden Ring compared to all the other Soul series because like, I pretty much had the one playthrough, maybe like one and a half, something like that. Le- legally binding, if I get you to sit on the podcast, can we do a remote play together? We can even have other people as well. Hmm. But Nate was saying that like it was pretty pretty good yeah i think we talked about it at one point and i think it was both we're both like that's that's probably a pretty good idea i would need to figure out my setup for it because i don't know if i would want to sit in front of a computer for it no i'd probably be fine um yeah i think that could be cool hopefully they maintain compatibility once the dlc launches too but i suspect some of those mods and things like that will need to be patched oh for sure um and then I was going to say, to finish that thought, I was like, man, I just haven't put the time into Elden Ring. And then I looked at some point, and it was like 120 hours. I was like, oh, right. Because <laughs> I did do a playthrough, so I still put as much time into this as any other JRPG I've ever played. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Still counts. Still counts. I guess um, I went, like, one JRPG then. Mm-hmm. But uh, what else did you have on your news list? The other thing that came out was Destiny that happened this week. Um, don't want to talk about spoilers. Don't even really want to talk about details because Dave and I spent an hour talking about it before the podcast. But um, 
just wanted to touch on generalized impressions maybe uh how have you been enjoying or not enjoying your experience so far with it eh. like i'm i need to play around more so with the new subclass before i make any definitive uh verdict because mm-hmm. uh, they kind of as you go through the campaign they'll kind of feed it drip feed it to you a little bit and you get used to some of the abilities and powers um and it was it was kind of fun from what i played of it but at this point it's not like i would use this in this situation versus a different subclass yeah and i still have to unlock things for it um curious to see what the raid is going to be Mm -hmm. because the raids will always have like the most intricate design and mechanics compared to everything else which makes sense but like for like the new area like i'm not crazily impressed by it yeah or anything that happened so far like it's all been fine Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a pretty reasonable take i can't answer one of your questions though you're saying you're excited to see what the new raid will be uh it's root of nightmares we have the name we know nothing else about it but there you go (laughs) answering your technical question um that'll come out next week uh, but I mean, obviously we won't have more unless they release some details and I don't think they will. We won't have more to say about it between now and then. Um, I agree with the fine approximation for most of the expansion itself. The part that I'm a more, I'm more of a fan of is like all the system changes that rolled out yeah. alongside Lightfall. Like they got rid of this whole idea that your level is going up across the season. It still exists. You still have a season level, but that's not what's shown to other people. Instead, the thing that's shown to other people is like how far along the new player track are you, basically? Because it goes all the way to 10 and everybody who was already playing the game got put at 6. Uh, but if you just start the game, you start at 1. And it's literally just like, did you make it through the tutorial? Great job. Now you're at 2. Did you learn some of the basic con- like uh, content of the game? Great. Now you're at 3, etc., etc. So if you see that number, you actually like know how much how far along a player is kind of pointless now because pretty much everyone's at six uh, but in the future you're going to see somebody and you see 10 and you're just like i'm not going to interact with that person they're a no lifer right <laughs> um but you see someone at one and you're like i'm not going to interact with that person they just picked up the game both completely rational responses um but i mean theoretically from like a matchmaking perspective uh, that could be beneficial as well I mean, not like you get to choose who you're going to play with. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they, I can't see them putting like a, hey, you just finished the tutorial person with somebody who's a level 10 or 11. Like they've just been grinding it out. Yeah. I think like a year from now or so, well, admittedly, that's where like the last expansion um, in this arc. Now, maybe the last expansion for Destiny 2. I don't know. That's That's the interesting thing for this expansion is we know that it's one removed. It's the penultimate expansion and the 10-year saga of Destiny 2. Um, but anyways, one year from now, if you're like starting up a raid group and you're like, okay, let's pull some randoms in and they're like all level ones, you're like, how did you make it out of the... Tut- like, go back, finish the tutorial so you can be level two, right? Um, so I think that's the goal and it is more useful information. Um. They also redid the build system, which is good. Not going to go into details there, but uh, unless you were playing Destiny pretty continually for the last couple of years, 
that probably became an indecipherable mess unless you were just like destiny has online shit menus and information for stuff like that Mm -hmm. like it's real bad um but they've simplified it and made it more accessible you can actually Mm -hmm. have different build loadouts loadouts are big which is huge so now i can just be like oh we're doing this type of content pvp boom done oh Mm -hmm. i need to have specifically solar oh here's my solar build done yeah you still have to set it up but being able to switch between the two versus like managing your inventory and all this other bullshit mm. i will say like i love loadouts loadouts are 100 percent a direction like the right direction but it seems impossible for destiny to implement something or bungie to implement something and not also screw it up at the same time like i don't know why but that's just part of the nature of their development so they roll out loadouts right great great ui very fast very responsive easy to overwrite you can pick an emblem for it you can pick a color for it you can pick a name for it not that you type but like from presets for each build now that would make sense i'm going into ui discussion this is for the ux designers out there that would make sense to have for this number of properties say those like i say three name color and symbol those Mm -hmm. three properties you could have like a combination lock if you turned it on its side basically or or like it's a a pillar right where you go to name and then you can use left or right controls forward and back right or you can go down to the next thing to the color and forward and back select color it would be better to have a pop-out menu where you could pick an option in a grid or something like that but that's fine no that's advanced that's not even on the table we're not even considering that here and then go to the logo and go forward and back to pick a logo. That's not the way it works. You get to pick up one button that is signed to change logo, one for change color, and one for change name. And all it does is cycle in one direction. So if you miss it, you have to go all the way back around. Yeah. Like, their UI has never been good. And as somebody who's worked on UI quite a bit uh there's certain things you're like oh this is obvious where this is you know not accessible to a user or it's a huge pain in the ass or it's the wrong type of control entirely yeah. what do you do select a thing should that be a searchable drop down list or like give you like a grid view where you can select something or scroll 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 yeah. scroll like it's really easy to make scroll 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 in comparison but like again they're not a small fucking company so i don't know why they have these types of issues it's literally like if i saw this in a pull request my comment would just be like well first reject but then the comment would be okay but do it better right like make it not suck make it seem like you thought about how this would be used in actual gameplay (laughs) You don't even have to actually think about it. Just make it seem like you thought about it and then we can ship it. But right now it doesn't even seem... I'm really like attacking one particular member of development yeah. right now and they that's are. not necessarily <laughs> my intention. But like it has had to be approved and this had to get past people and like it has to be done on a controller is not an excuse, right? D-pads have existed... I'm not sure actually, for, for a while. <laughs> so like yeah i mean uh, nintendo yeah yeah right should even atari um multiple directions yeah. supported 
so many but so this is it seems like such a pedantic minor thing but this is the reason i point it out is because it's like it's, an it's emblematic of, of a bigger problem it's emblematic of a bigger problem that's all i'm saying is like usually when bungie is like we have something great they just it's impossible for them not to inject an achilles heel into anything they do and it's really weird when you're designing other parts of the armor. It's like, does do bracers need a heel? Do does the chest pauldron need a heel? Like, I got that the shoes needed a heel, but why does everything need an Achilles heel? And that's unfortunately, that's unfortunately the design. So in this case, loadout's great. Nine steps forward, you do get one step back. Yeah. So. Anyways, the UI is my main thing. So that takes like four points off of my score. Um, Otherwise, I do like a lot that they're doing. And it's fun to play with people. And that's what's important at the end of the day. Uh, It's the only reason I play. (laughs) Yeah. Like if people stop playing, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to hop on and, you know, level some stuff up. No, no, no. This is a social thing. Yeah. And if I'm leveling up, it's so I can do more social things. Yeah. Yeah. I am curious to see how this is going to get hit in reviews because I do anticipate there's, there's, there's going to be a hit. We didn't really talk about the plot and I don't want to, but early impressions from a lot of people, myself included are write a book. Cause that would be a much easier way to learn anything that's going on right now than the way that you tried to convey it. Right. So yeah, I, I have to imagine there's always like some like rich white person behind some of the poor decisions in game development in general. Yeah. I like to. Where it's like. It makes me feel better. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Thank you, old white man, for existing so we can blame you for all the shit that you do. But also, fuck old white men because. Someone's got him. Sugar daddy. Um, right. <laughs> like, I like that we or, both realized that was, that was a lead. That's to where the joke, joke was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a time. I had to be back in like high school or like early college where like I coined, I shouldn't say coined the term. I started using the term a lot in my social circles. Instead of sugar daddy, I would call them sucrose father mm, because it okay. sounded funnier to me. Yeah. But it's not like it would ever come up normally in conversation. So I'd have mm-hmm. to like inject it in like, oh, you mean like a sucrose father? And they're like, what? I'm like sucrose, sugar, father, daddy. And they're like, right. Okay. As any sort of good (laughs) reference, it needs to be identified. It needs to be defined 100% of the time, every time that it's used. That's how you know that you've really hit gold. It's like you're writing an an essay, and the uh, the first time that you use an abbreviation or something, you define it. But the term is actually just so esoteric that you define it every single single time time, you use it. We were on uh, Discord the other day. And I forget what type of dumb comment or joke that I made, but I had to explain it. And then somebody laughed. I'm like, ah, yes. Um, The sign of a good joke is that it has to be explained. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, Destiny 2 has been the new kick for this week amidst Mm -hmm. uh, Valheim stuff. Oh, true. Yeah, we did that a bit. Um, We have to go back to content, though. Oh, yeah. I definitely still will do more build stuff. I didn't play people. since Mistlands, actually, so I haven't seen Mistland content um, at all. So I do want to get there. Uh, I, I definitely want to circle back. Um, 
it was kind of a foregone conclusion that when Destiny dropped, that would I was going a lot to be, of time. Yeah, yeah, I was going to be on the grind. Um, so we can do that raid and try to get a clear. And it's time sensitive where Val, where Valheim is not. It's the exact opposite, right? Valheim's like very chill. I'm just going to go sailing for a bit, hit some trees, gather some resources, build something cool. And Destiny's just like, there are five sources of pinnacles left. There are three days to reset. You have two evenings, you know, something like that. So, yeah, I. that's why I'm going to slow down on Destiny pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Because people be like booking ahead and be like, I wanted to eat dinner tonight or go to the gym or just go outside and touch grass briefly. Mm-hmm. Or just I wouldn't be in the mood to play Destiny that one night. Right. And admittedly, that, that is one of the advantages of treating Destiny as a light, an MMO light. Is you don't really have that requirement to always go in there and do stuff. But even though it's a light MMO, it still has that MMO aspect, which really encourages people to like to inject the NOS at the beginning of an expansion or season. Yeah. So that's I mean, the phase we're at right now. Playing more than normal. But if I'm not yeah. having fun with the game or I'm just not in the mood for it, like I won't force myself to do stuff anymore. Oh my gosh. Like I, I have no grind set in my mindset, you know? Hmm. Like I'll play something for a couple hours. I'm like, that was fun. And then I'll just change gears so I'm not getting burnt out on it. I think that's fair. I don't agree with it, but I think it's fair. Um, it's probably healthier than my take. Um, which is, if you're going to do anything, do it well. You know, I've heard that saying. And then that pairs very nicely with another saying that I live by, which is only do one thing. And that's it. <laughs> so... <laughs> um. Don't don't half-ass two things, whole ass one thing. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I get that, but like and nothing, nothing but. <laughs> I effectively have two different social groups, at least as far as Discord is concerned. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's the college group Discord where it's a lot of Destiny overlap and some other games, and then there's like the Dota Two Discord, which yeah. is like an entirely different group of people. So I'll kind of jump back and forth between who's playing what or if they're like oh hop on and do this thing or just be in social different groups yeah so it's hard for me to just do one one thing statically i have to change it up something something along the way i think that's fair and i mean i i am the same way i usually have a variety game so it's like if destiny is a primary the problem and not the problem but i do have like during a primary push, I will play just one game. And and currently that's Destiny. But usually mm-hmm. it's going to be something like weeklies for Destiny. And then I'm going to like try to pull somebody into a StarCraft match or something like that. Like we've been going through the... Um, uh, oh, this is another thing that's worth talking about uh, in the remaining time. Just monopolize it. I have all the topics today. Um, the uh, Wings of Liberty campaign for StarCraft 2. Um, over the last couple years, the community has been using the arcade mode to convert every single campaign mission into three player co-op. So they're hard. Like we're playing on hard difficulty, which is usually like, it's okay. You know, like it's a little hard and there are difficulties above this. 
Um, there's also difficulties below this. The lowest difficulty is games journalist in the mod, um, <laughs> which I love. Um, That's good. But uh, they retool all the maps. So if there was one spawn point with some crystals and some Vespine, you get three. They retooled all the enemy spawns. They retooled the timing. So like you have to work together. There was times where I was like, I'm going to build bunkers and I'm going to be super defensive and I'm not going to push out at all. And this is my one job. And then I was playing with Dan and Ian and they like pushed across the map and their armies are just like dead, gone. And it's like, okay, we got to retry the map and I'll, I will also make you know, some army. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's been really fun, but they made it through the entirety of the campaign. Um, for those who have or have not played StarCraft, there's upgrades that are persistent through the campaign and they added those to the mod. There's a phase between each map where you can like spend resources to get these persistent upgrades. And they expanded the system even. Um, and that's that saves all the way through. There's literally a map you can launch that's just like clear your data. Otherwise, it's persistent. Damn. Um, it's incredibly cool. Um, and as of, I think, last year, uh, they've completed all of the campaigns for Wings of Liberty, uh, Heart of the Swarm, and Legacy of the Void campaigns. So the entirety of the overarching released in three separate games in quotes, Starcraft experience can be played in co-op, which is incredibly cool. Which is something that Blizzard would never do. (laughs) (laughs) I, the the credit I give Blizzard on this is that they made the arcade mode and gave people the tools that they could do this. But I give the community the credit for actually doing it. <laughs> yeah. So like Super Mario Maker, if you're like, I don't give a fuck about Mario, but it is crazy to see what the community comes up with to build off of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the people who make these insane challenges and the people who can actually pull them off. It's all driven by like a really passionate community who gives a fuck about it. And that's always really cool to see. So like anytime you have a modding community for a game, it usually is not like we changed the textures to be this. Right. It's, yeah. All right. We looked at the game files. We spent like a month and it's like they do crazy insane shit. Yeah. I don't know if when the last time you watched like an Inferno Plus video. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. So if you remember, he used to do Dark Souls stuff mm-hmm. and now he just does crazy mod bullshit. Like sometimes still with Dark Souls stuff, like he had like a you're playing Dark Souls on Blood Gulch and halo okay and that he's does. also like done like the inverse and he's made like um he made like a halo 2 mod where it's like a minecraft level and like the blocks are like <laughs> destructible okay like he's done so much insane stuff but like you see how much effort he puts into it because mm-hmm. um, you have to like learn how all that stuff works intimately before you can yeah. actually attempt to even delve into it but it's a lot of trial and error and testing. And again, the people who do this are very passionate about doing it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like, I like to see the fruits of their labor, um, but I don't want to grow any fruit. You know what I mean? I, I get that. Yeah. I will respect yeah. you you from a distance. Mm-hmm. Nice fruit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I get that impression when I, I like to watch... Um, speedrunning analysis videos mm-hmm. there's a there's youtuber I, i've watched a fair number of his videos he's named tomato anus which is a great name 
for a YouTuber. Incredibly friendly, by the way. Like mental health break in the middle of the thing where he's like, make he's like, if you guys aren't doing fine, then like reminder that you know, wherever whatever you're going through, like life goes on. We can get through this and all this stuff. Um, reach out if you can. Things like that. It's like legitimately just a great tier person, and then. Every video starts with, hey, it's tomato, it's tomato anus. <laughs> <Just> like, <right. laughs> um, but uh, like deeply analytical speedrun breakdowns for all of these games. Bioshock uh, was one of them, which has like a crazy glitch with corpse surfing where it's like you, you stand on top of a corpse and you use telekinesis and the physics are like, <laughs> I give up and you're just out. All right. Like out of bounds across the map. Um and it's just crazy because in some cases, like these speedrunners are learning the game systems in ways that like the developers legitimately never did, particularly if they picked up an engine that already existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you were saying reminded me of that. Like, uh, like the community is so insane <laughs> and involved in these games that they love that like anything that can be picked apart will be picked apart. Um, so it's just really cool. It's really cool to see. Um, so I might have to catch up on some of those Inferno Plus videos. I can definitely link you some, mm-hmm. and to anybody else who's listening as well. But you can also just Google it. I'm not going to individually link you. Maybe right. if you post a comment, I'll think about it. <laughs> yes, but if you want the links, just send us <laughs> send, us send an me email. an email. I'll think about it. Uh huh. But that's one of the things with um the gaming community where passion can be a good thing. There's yeah. obviously times like where passion can be a bad thing that it spirals into like negativity or toxic behavior. Yeah. Um, gamers. Like, gamers. Not like the gaming community, but yes, gamers. gamers. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like in the same way that like we're voicing our opinions about things we like and dislike about destiny Two, It's again, like we said a million times, I'll keep saying it. It's because we care, Right. And as long as it's done in a constructive way, awesome. Always communicate and provide feedback for anything that you do in life, not just video games. Yeah. But if there's like a media that you're consuming and you're expecting something out of it, convey it. Mm-hmm. Again, do so in like a positive manner. If somebody like writes a book and it's like the third one in a series and you like books one and two and then three wasn't exactly what you wanted for your perfect story. Mm-hmm. I mean, say like, maybe interact with your uh, community around that who's following the book or on a message board or if you want to tweet the author be like hey here's Mike with thoughts I really like this and this maybe this doesn't make sense could you explain it to me like do it in a constructive and positive way don't say hey yeah. this thing sucks <laughs> because the worst way to have a conversation with anybody is just by saying hey fuck you right. okay how do I First- how do I go from there in a positive way right First off, sir, I would like to open with a personal attack. <laughs> I will yeah, then follow like, with my grievances. <laughs> it's like you, you go up and you kick somebody in the shins and then you look at them. It's like, now it's your turn to say something. <laughs> like, uh, yes. You don't get anywhere with that. It, it is fine and good to desire change. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to take steps to do so for sure. Yeah. But again, like, don't be a cunt. That's like mm-hmm. such a such an important rule for so many things. Just don't be a cunt. Yeah, I mean that's that's good. When I was talking about my eye doctor earlier, I'm uh, not gonna ever like be rude to his face. I'll be passive aggressive to a degree, sure. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe I should be more vocal, be like, hey, um, 
I like you guys. You're very close. But like this weight thing is kind of insane. Can we either right. do something about it or can you refer me to somebody where this won't be an active issue for me? Because I do value my time. You just have and to I be careful with my time as well. Uh, that's, yeah. I'm glad. I, <laughs> I'm glad. Okay. Now my joke. You had a very good point. I agree with the point. All of that. Um, you just have to be careful with an eye doctor who's like capable of killing you in the way that like the the eye poke device kills Isaac in Dead Space. <laughs> <laughs> like as uh, is, is, as long as that doesn't happen, you're okay. <laughs> but there's a time and a place to bring up something. If they're holding a possibly dangerous medical instrument near your face, uh-huh. maybe hold off before you curse out your dentist. Yeah, um, consider your position, but. I think that's pretty good advice. It's also, it's very close to what we talked about last time. So we're maintaining theming, I think, as far as, you know, trying to be productive in conversations and things like that. You know, if you're going to be critical, well, first off, evaluate if it's a situation where the person is receptive to critical feedback, because that's not all the time. And here's a good way to check. Here's a good way to check. Ask them. Yeah. Do you want to know my honest feedback on this or... Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times people will say yeah or they're like eh not not really. <laughs> Do you want my honest feedback on how long it took <laughs> how long I've been waiting? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, cuz then you know you've started communication and then the follow up is saying this is bad, this game is dead, blah 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 blah. That's not great feedback. Actually even just saying this is bad is kind of bad feedback. I remember somewhat famously there was a uh, uh, people were talking about how feedback works for games um, and uh, the consensus seemed to be you can't really trust players to give you ideas <laughs> for how things should be fixed but Correct. they'll tell you if something's wrong <laughs> so like, we we both work in the same field of technology yeah. uh, and sometimes you have to interface with the business I hope to God you don't have to do so directly. Mm-hmm. But in general, the business is, for lack of a better term, stupid. They yeah. don't know what they want. They know their business day-to-day needs, but they don't know how to convey it to you in a way that makes sense. They've not thought about it like end-to-end. Here are the moving pieces. They're like, I need this to happen. Um, but that's why like, I hate getting a bug or a ticker like, hey, this thing's broken. Mm-hmm. what's broken what yes. did you do like right. give me any details to then like start a dialogue off of and mm-hmm. like get more information because if you say like this sucks and the screen sucks black. yeah <laughs> <laughs> is the is the computer on like <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah yeah um but regardless you know the advice try not to hurt other people that's 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 my ending point that's my that's i'll I'll take the end advice try not to hurt other people uh and if you enjoy hurting other people try not to do that as that character from hotline miami says something like that um but if you guys have any life advice or you want that list of inferno plus links that dave is promising uh, you can request that via email soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you can join the inferno plus discussion on facebook at the Inferno Plus fan club at facebook.com slash slopestone podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>